Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from St. Louis, and the results are good as the Brewers get a much-needed victory in this series to even it up at a game apiece. 9-5 the final, and welcome, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove as the Brewers, as I said, even up the series. And it's uh, Tim Allen. There's uh, the Polish pipe bomb. Jeff Orlowski is is with me tonight. And the Brewers' uh, offense decides today's the day. Today is the day, and it's, uh, it's a good day for it. Against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, all of a sudden here, or if you prefer, all the sudden, the Brewers uh, have won three of their last four in-division games against the Chicago Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's nothing but good news, guys. It is. The uh, starter, again, Adrian Hauser doing his job, five-plus innings of work, allowing just one unearned run, and we'll get to that. Here is, uh, we need to have a discussion about Keston Hira again uh, in today's ball game. Some good and some not so good for Keston Hira, as that has been really sort of a focal point around the Milwaukee Brewers uh, early on this year. And Josh Lindblom decides to throw another start uh, as he enters the game in the eighth inning, throws about 60 pitches. (laughs) I, uh, I, again, I'll go back to, you know what the Brewers may need uh, in the not-so-distant future, and that is another arm in that bullpen. But we'll get to that a little bit later on. We'll hear from Craig Council and a uh, a big Brewers victory. And as I said the other day on Thursday, these games mean a lot. Guys, That it's a brutal schedule to start out this season. I think I even myself, I forget, um, you know, what a, what a challenging schedule this is. Now, Again, it's it's relative to what you think the NL Central is because a lot of matchups against the Chicago Cubs, uh, certainly the St. Louis Cardinals in this one. You got the Dodgers coming up, got the Padres coming up, Cubs again uh, here starting on Monday. You have the Minnesota Twins to open up. That's a pretty brutal schedule. It is, and so you hang tough, hold serve right here uh, at four and four after this victory, and that's what you've got to do right now. 
Brewers offense uh, hitting a robust, uh, what, a buck 72 heading into this baseball game. So that obviously uh, has turned around a little bit. But, yeah, again, they're going to have to start hitting the baseball. Roster move uh, not totally unexpected as uh, Colton Wong was uh, put on the 10-day IL with that oblique. And uh, in his place, Jace Peterson uh, is called up. Now, you know, I will say uh, in, in one regard, some fans are saying, what is the love affair with Jace Peterson? And here's a guy that uh, it seems like the organization really likes and wants to get this dude going. He's inserted immediately into the starting lineup. By the way, Keston Hira, acknowledged by Craig Council uh, prior to the game today, will play some second base while Colton Wong is on that IL. Uh, so you'll, you're probably going to see Vogelbach get a start at first base and maybe maybe even a, a Travis Shaw, I guess it's possible, a Billy McKinney. I, I think would be maybe a little ahead of uh, Travis Shaw. But uh, so Jace Peterson, I will say this, and, and going back and looking at uh, his track record here, I do kind of like his approach at the plate. He does he does take a lot of pitches. He he does work a pitch, uh, a pitch count for the opposition. And he did just that today. He didn't have a, an extremely good game today, but uh, did see some heavy counts and and I'm, I'm trying to look for a positive there with Jace Peterson. But the Brewers, they do get this victory. Uh, 9-5 the final. And let's go back into our game recap here today. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. leading off, fouls out with the pop-up today. Uh, ye- or in that first, Yelich on an 0-2 breaking ball. Smart hitting from Christian Yelich. Still waiting for the power stroke from Christian Yelich. He does get a base hit in that first inning. Uh, Avi Garcia then goes up 3-1, and here's been my mantra here thus far this year. Garcia's up 3-1 in the count, and it's the fastball right down the middle. Guys, I don't know I don't know if it's just me hyper-focused on this or not. I'm trying to figure that out. Seems to me, just with the naked eye, that they're either taking fastball count fastballs or they're just simply swinging and missing on fastball counts. And I would think it's the latter. It's a little of both, but I think it's the latter mainly. Uh, but, it, you know, again, he strikes out on the next pitch. Avi does on a curveball. Yelich moves over on a steal. Travis Shaw then comes through with the bat in his hand. Here's Travis Shaw now. A chance to put one on the board. Shaw hits one sharply. That's off the glove of the shortstop to Young. And here comes Yelich. And it's Travis Shaw who delivers early again. All right, talk about... You know, a big hit. I mean, Travis Shaw has come up with some big hits. He's really swinging the bat well. Pretty important for the Brewers' offense to get out front here against Carlos Martinez. They do just that in the first inning, plating a run. Narvaez then follows up with a base hit. Two on, two out, one in for Keston Hira. And Keston hits a screamer off Martinez. No play. It goes for a base hit to load the bases for Urias and Keston here has been hitting the ball a lot better. And the four uh, hits in that first inning today, guys, all exit velos above 102. So the Brewers offense did come to play today. Uh, Jace Peterson, uh, after a nine pitch at bat, grounds out in that first inning. But they get the four hits, a stolen base, a run. And after a half inning today, they're up one zip. 
two-out, two-strike uh, double for Nolan Arenado in that uh, bottom of the first inning off Adrian Hauser into the second inning. Brewers, a one-out base hit by Hauser. A nice at-bat. That's all they get in that frame. Bradley, another pop-up to that point to start the season. Jackie Bradley Jr., a lot has been talked about. Keston's slow start. One for 20 after a couple of plate appearances today. Ouch. Hauser, another zero put up in the second. Although the first two men did reach, he gets a, a big double play. Walks the eight hitter on a 3-2 change. I, I, I question that pitch selection there. And you wonder, yeah, you've got the pitcher spot up next and it's full count with a runner at third. And you're thinking, well, play it safe. You know, throw him the junk. If he gets himself out, you still got the pitcher next. I'm not so sure that elite pitchers in Major League Baseball take that sort of philosophy. I'm just not convinced of that. I think that might be another step. Having a little swagger for these guys in the starting rotation. Say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not going to let up on this eight hitter here. I want that pitcher to lead off my next inning of work. It did work out. Don't get me wrong. He gets the ground ball on the next pitch uh, to keep it one zip into the third inning. Uh, Brewers empty again in that third inning. A two-out base hit by Narvaez. He has started the season 10 for 20 to that point. Keston, in his at-bat, in that third, looked at a first-pitch fastball right down the middle, guys. I don't know. Bradley, Garcia, and now Keston looking at fastballs right down the pipe. Hauser, a little bit of trouble in the third inning after a flyout. He's up on Goldschmidt 0-2, then four straight out of the zone. One out, one on for Arenado. He induces uh, Nolan Arenado to hit into a double play. Nice play from Travis Shaw at third base, and a nice play by Hira at first to scoop uh, to uh, maintain that double play. Brewers offense, uh, they're away without leave in the fourth. Um, Urias did hit a ball hard in that off Martinez, by the way, but one zip. Hauser, another scoreless frame in the bottom of the fourth inning, a one-out base hit by Molina. But then Keston has his first trip to the circus here today. 2-2 the count. On the ground, gloved. Hira steps on the bag, and the bag throws. Well, got to clear the runner. He didn't do it. You got to take a couple of shuffle steps to clear the runner to have an easy throwing lane to second base. He did not do that, and he airmailed it. That's been the problem for Keston at first. Should have been another double play. It's not. Check it out. I mean, he does a good job fielding the ground ball close enough to the bag, but you can't throw it through a runner. Take a couple of stutter steps, clear the runner, and you have an easy throwing lane to second base. Well, there's the highlight, or the low light, as it were, from Bally Sports, Wisconsin, B.A. and Rock on the call there. Ah, Keston, wow. Okay. We'll, we'll have a conversation about that uh, coming up in a bit. Uh, Travis Shaw, another great play in that fourth inning. That ends it to the fifth at one zip. Brewers finally break through for a crooked number in that fifth inning uh, after a hard hit ground out by Bradley. Yelich then with an infield single, and that set the stage for Avi Garcia. That ball's hammered deep into left center field, way back and gone. Goodness gracious. Yeah, there you go. A booming home run from Garcia. 
two-run blast. It's three-nothing Brewers. Yeah, they'll take that right there, and Avi will take it. There'll be more from him in just a bit here. Three-zip uh, in that fifth inning. Big point of the game, bottom of the fifth inning uh, with two outs, back-to-back base hits to set up Arenado Hauser. Six hits to that point. Huge meeting on the mound. The rain's starting to come down. Is this game going to be official? Are they going to delay it? I personally, and this is just a a side note here, um, I know you want to get things right, and and it is Nolan Arenado, but at some point, I don't think a big uh, get-together at the mound, I think it gives confidence to Arenado and the St. Louis Cardinals because you know that dude's good. We all know he's good. Seven out of ten times he's going to make it out. I'll go with those numbers before I I give the inferiority kind of message across the diamond there. I don't like those big meetings uh, in in a stage like this. The fifth inning. It's not the eighth or ninth here. But turns out that it did work. There was a wild pitch in the sequence that moved uh, Goldschmidt to second. Ends up walking Arenado. Bases juiced for DeYoung, gets ahead 0-2, and he strikes him out. A huge, huge turning point in that ball game. bottom of the fifth. Three zip into the sixth inning, one, two, three for the crew. Keston did hit another rocket to left. Uh, some hard luck for Keston here. Hauser back out there for the bottom of the sixth inning, right around 75 pitches. Hauser walks the leadoff man, Molina, and that's going to do it for him. Five-plus innings of work. He allows six hits. Uh, It turns out one unearned run in his performance uh, did walk. Now, I've seen both. I've seen three walks and four walks on his line, so I want to hold off on those walks. Then he did strike out a couple of men. Suter then comes in. He falls behind Carlson, strikes him out, then gives up a base hit to Austin Dean to put two on and one out. And here's the second trip to the circus for Keston Hira. And that one's on the ground. Oh, Hira let it go right under his glove. A run is going to score. Molina. Dean around third. He will score. Two runs are in. On a costly error by Keston Hira. Uh, Yeah. I I, uh, I don't even know what to say there. I mean, I feel for the kid. I really do. And I think you should too, honestly. All right. Uh, two runs in. That makes the score three to two. Runner moves to second on the throw home. Just the one out, one on. Two wins. Suter bounces back for a ground out for the second out. Runner moving over to third base. And Suter gets out of it a ground ball. Uh, and it hit the base runner at third. Brewers, I think, got a break there. Uh, I, I think it uh, pretty much hit him in foul territory. But the damage was done there in that uh, sixth inning. Wow. Three to two. And now you're thinking momentum over to the St. Louis Cardinals, right? I, I would agree. I was feeling that same way. Into the seventh inning. Damage done in the seventh inning for the crew. After one out, Bradley Jr. with a base hit. Yelich then with a walk. And it's set up Avi Garcia to have a day. Oh, that one's hammered in the left center, down into the gap it goes. 
Bradley will score. Yelich on his way to third. He's being waved home. Throw to the plate. Yelich is in there. Two runs in on a double by Garcia. And it's 5-2 Milwaukee. Yeah, four runs driven in by Abby Garcia. Boy, he's hit the ball hard. Yeah, that's big time for Avi Garcia. He needed that. Uh, after a Travis Shaw strikeout for the second out in that seventh, Omar Narvaez uh, draws a walk to put runners at first and second with two in, two on, two out, seventh man to bat in the inning. Schilt goes to his bullpen. That turned out to be a mistake because Keston Hira had a bat in his hand and he was hitting the ball hard. That ball is hammered into center field. Hira sending Carlson back at the wall. There it goes. Keston Hira. A booming home run for the Brewer first baseman. Boy, you know that feels good. That's a three-run shot. He's had his struggles defensively, but there's nothing wrong with that bat. Well, he's up one now. It cost his team two runs defensively and drove in three with that swing of the bat. Wow, that is uh, that is so cool to see Castanera do that. I, I will say that. Five runs in, the Brewers lead into the bottom of the seventh inning, eight to two. You th you're thinking a runaway there. Fireisen, one, two, three, a couple of punch outs for JP. Goldschmidt, Arenado, and D. Young, pretty impressive for JP Fireisen, having an outstanding year thus far. Brewers looking for more in the eighth inning. Urias leads off with a uh, walk, then Robertson has a uh, ground rule double. That's a weird play, and he thought, and some of the Brewers thought, that that should have been a home run, but some funky rules going on. I I thought if it didn't hit the ground and it hit a portion of the wall and bounced over, but I, I guess that's not the I don't know. I, 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 uh, I can't figure that one out. But second and third, Jackie Bradley Jr. then grounds out for the first out. Uh, runners hold. Yelich then draws another walk. That loads him up for Avi Garcia with a three-ball count. And he draws a walk. That's going to bring in a run. It's going to be a five-RBI game for Avi Garcia. Well, take one the easy way here, right? Yeah, that makes it 9-2. to two. Shaw with the double play ends that frame. Into the bottom of the eighth inning, Lynn Bloom coming on, and, yeah, trouble. Lead-off base hit to Molina, his third hit of the game. He's been on base four times at that point. Then he walks a man, Carlson, and then allows a three-run homer. Lynn Bloom, what are you doing? 9-5, to five, nobody out. Jackie Bradley Jr. has to make an amazing catch in center for that first out. Then he hits a man. Then he gets a pop-up for the second out and gets Goldschmidt to ground out. Wow, to finally end that inning. That was like pulling teeth right there. Excruciating. 9-5 into the ninth inning. Brewers more traffic on the bases in the ninth. Two-out triple by Billy McKinney. Uh, walk to Urias. Six walks in the game for the offense uh, for the Brewers. Uh, Robertson with a strikeout ends that frame. Lindblom f finally shuts it down in that ninth inning, and there's your final, uh, nine to five. All right, want to get your reaction here. Brewers, a big win. These are big wins. 
And, and I do this every year, and, and I get a little flack about it every year. Pipe Bomb, I'll, I'll go to you first. Uh, Want to get, again, 414-799-1250 to get your reaction here, and then we'll talk about Keston here. Pipe Bomb, you, being a, a central guy, an NL central guy, these head-to-head matchups, I don't see why some, and I won't say all, but some view this as, that's ah, early. It's early. These are big games. Agreed or not? Oh, absolutely. These games count the exact same as a game in September, and everybody wants to sit there and say, well, baseball doesn't really start till the 4th of July or until the, you know, until August and everything like that. Hell no. Baseball starts game one. Game one counts the same as game 162. I'm right with you, Timmy. These are all big wins. They they really are, and they've won three of their last four against NL Central opponents in Chicago and St. Louis, and you'll take that on the road as well. Now to, to uh, Keston Hira. Uh, certainly, I, I don't think anyone's going dis- to disagree with this statement. A liability at first base defensively. <laughs> okay, that, that, that's just obvious, okay? And we all understand that. I, don't, I mean that in a really smiley, customer, friendly customer service kind of way. I really do. But is the bat enough to offset the liability defensively? My curiosity is this. Now, I'm glad Council gave the start because, you know, quite honestly, a three-run bomb, he had a multi-hit game today. Okay, that'll get him going because I'm completely sold on his hitting. I am. And I'm, I might be in the, in the minority there. But I, I am curious about when you have ground ball pitchers of Adrian Hauser and Brett Anderson, why then would Keston Hira start in just those games or maybe give him one of those two, and maybe that's what he's doing with Anderson going tomorrow. That's possible. I, I don't want to sit him twice every five games, but my goodness, one time, and, and maybe that's the case. You're probably going to see a, a, a day off for Keston Hira tomorrow, just when his bat gets going. But what do you do with them then? If it's that bad at first base, and it looks pretty bad. It does. What do you do with them? I say this. I say you show some patience. I, and, I, and I understand how difficult that's going to be. When you have already admitted or ha- have agreed to the liability at first base. But I'm just going to say what I'm going to do, show a little patience and not get too fired up about, about the defense yet. But I will in a general sense. I will say this, it's sort of beyond my comprehension as a man and a baseball fan and a former guy that liked to throw a baseball around, how a major league baseball player cannot throw a baseball consistently. That part of it, that general overarching generalization overview is puzzling to me. It's, it's just, it's strange to me how that, it, how that's even possible. God bless him. He got to the highest point that you can possibly get to in the game of baseball on this planet. You can't play at a higher level than where Keston here is at right now. But he did it despite the inability at times to throw a baseball 32 feet. Yeah, Tim, but that's the same thing as like with the NBA and the guys that shoot 30% from the free throw line 
and everything like that. You got to take the good. You got to take the bad. Now, obviously, you can be a little patient with Keston's glove. Currently, right now on the season, he's hitting a buck seven. So he's got to switch that, <laughs> turn that around real quick, or the patience isn't going to last all that long. But, you know, he's proven ever, with you know, as long as he's been up in the big leagues that he can hit. And, he can you know, hit, yes. you just got to you just got to give him some time. He'll he'll figure it out at first. He, he will. And I agree. And that's why I'm just asking to show patience. Some can't quite yet. You, you check back with me in June. I may have a little different story for you. Well, yeah, but, but this is what makes sports fun, Tim. This is why everybody, if okay, we got the Masters on this weekend. Everybody loves the U.S. Open because it makes the greatest golfers look like a bunch of weekend clowns like you and me. They hit the most ridiculous shots, and, you know, it looks like they're just weekend hackers like we are. You know, uh, the, the NASCAR race in Bristol um, – on dirt two weeks ago, everybody wanted to see it because you're taking the top of the top and you're turning them into average type guys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, Keston Hira, you would think that uh, especially a town like Milwaukee, blue collar, lunch, uh, lunch pail and work boot type town, put their arm around this kid and have some patience. I think they will. Yeah. 19 home runs. 49 RBIs, 48 RBIs in 84 games back in 2019. His rookie, basically his rookie season there. 19, so double those numbers. 38 pacing, 38 home runs, and 100 RBIs. This kid is going to hit the baseball. I, there's no no doubt in my mind he's going to hit the base and be a good hitter. Last year, pandemic shortened season, led the team in home runs with 13 through the 50, 55 games or so, whatever he played last year. Kid's going to hit. We're going to have to show some patience. However, Council's going to have to work with him. He's going to have to pick his spots and a ground ball pitcher like Hauser and Anderson. That's the day off. One of those days he needs off. Um, you did see Council work with him on moving him down. Lighten the pressure on this kid. I feel for him. You're asking him to be your second best hitter on this baseball team. It's really what the organization is asking of Keston Hira. Second best hitter on this team is what you're asking. One of your guys... The thump, the, the, the middle of the order, the two, three, four kind of guy. And then you throw first base at him. When you knew defensive skills weren't at the top of his uh, grading scale here. That's a lot of pressure, guys. I'm, I'm not making excuses necessarily. But that is something to show patience with. Uh, 414-799-1250. Let's uh, go to Roger before the break. I don't want to have you hold on during the break. Uncle Raj, what's happening? Well, I, you know, uh, not a lot of in-depth analysis, but I would say based on, you, you know, Post -game what shoot. this offense needed to do, this was exactly or pretty darn close uh, to what the doctor ordered. Oh, big t this this win right here, the the offensive output. Yeah, yeah, 
you know, just in terms of the offense stepping up um, and um, covering for, you know, not the greatest defense and uh, not the uh, greatest pitching uh, performances for what we needed, at least me as a fan, it, it was pretty close to what the doctor needed to order. Yep. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right, Roger. Thanks for the call. It, it feel good. And that's a, that's what uh, I think the term is used. A feel good victory uh for the Brewers, but a big one though. I I don't think this is uh you know evening up the series against the Pittsburgh Pirates, you know, in in uh late May. It's a little bit bigger than that. They all count big, but this is a loss for St. Louis and a win for for Milwaukee. That whole you know, two-game swing sort of deal. But how would you handle Keston Hira here? What you've seen so far through the eight games, and I set the table for you, there's a lot of pressure on a young baseball player to play at the highest level you can possibly get to. I, I think there's some pace, some. Now, the degree of patience, well, that's up to the organization. But... In terms of us and ranting and raving and, and griping and moaning about, uh, you know, Keston Hira not hitting and not fielding, I mean, I get it. I get that frustration, but I also have to point out his successes, too. The ball jumps off that kid's bat. That ball is on the barrel. When he's on, it's a barrel. He is going to be a, an extremely good Major League Baseball hitter. I think he just played in his uh, 155th, uh, 153rd game of his career. <laughs> and you're throwing this at him? All right, 799-1250. How, do you, how would you handle Keston here? A three-run homer, a multi-hit game today, but two gaffes in the field. One throwing and the other was actually fielding, uh, which is a little bit rare. His glove usually isn't that bad. But, again, this this is all – defensively sort of snowballing on the guy 414-799-1250 brewers do get a victory today 9-5 feel good win they even up the series at a game apiece it's the pella windows and doors of wisconsin post game show driven by the legendary great lakes dragway in union grove on 1250 a.m the fan and odyssey station did that really just happen what was he thinking it's time for the are you kidding me moment of the game this is the pella windows and doors of wisconsin post game show driven by the legendary great lakes dragaway in union grove on the fan a 9-5 brewers victory to even up the series at a game apiece in st louis and uh get a couple of calls in here in just just a second so sit tight uh we're talking about keston Hira, and uh what would be your plans how would you handle the keston Hira situation they moved him down in the lineup. Uh, he's still playing first base. Now with Colton Wong on the IL, would you move him back to second base? At least uh, there's a little bit better comfort zone there for him. Maybe McKinney or Vogelbach at, at first base. That's something to think about. It's uh, at least an option. Uh, Craig Council, prior to the game today, said that Keston is going to play some second base while uh, Colton Wong is on the IL. So uh, maybe that's in line with what he's thinking. Um, he is dependent upon, uh, Keston Hira is, to be the 2-3-4 hitter 
one of your guys, one of your studs. And uh, now he's just starting to hit. Huge day today, multi-hit game, three-run bomb. It was awesome. But uh, with no DH, you're going to have to play him somewhere to get him in that batting order, obviously. And uh, today it was first base. Are you kidding me? Moment of the game. Keston, no. Tell me no. With a couple of runners aboard, a three-zip Brewers lead. Things got a lot tighter after this ball. And that one's on the ground. Oh, here let it go right under his glove. A run is going to score. Molina. Dean around third. He will score. Two runs are in. On a costly error by Keston Hira. Yeah, wow. Um, I, I was uh, very moved at that time during the game today. Could you imagine? Is that what caused uh, those naughty words out of your mouth, Timmy? <laughs> Plenty of them. I mean, I don't know. I, it, it's it's increasingly a difficult situation when those things happen. However, on the other side, the offensive side of things, he he hit the ball hard today. I mean, he real exit velo was well over a hundred. Uh, he did come up with a couple of hits. He had one just scalded ball to left field, squared it up, barreled it up, and and that was an out. But you know, again, as you just heard on Bally Sports Wisconsin right there, I'm going to have to, I, I guess, suffer through these types of situations. 414-799-1250. How do you, how do you handle the Keston Hero situation? Let's go to Mike on the south side. You're, you're on 1250 AM, the fan. Hey, Mike. How are you guys doing on this gloomy, I think I saw snowflakes day. No, 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 no. I look at it as a big, beautiful, sunshiny, uh, big Brewers win kind of day. You know, after watching that game Thursday, when they hit that go-ahead home home run, speaking of unwritten rules of baseball, it seemed like they celebrated for five minutes. And I thought (laughs) for sure someone was getting caught today. I guess I was wrong. But I don't get this guess in Herda. Belfast. When you said Vogelbach might be playing more first, I was like, my smile was huge. I like that guy. I don't know why. Yeah, me too. You know, I don't know what this love fest is. He's got concrete hands. Okay, so he can hit like every five games. I just don't get it. Well, hold on, uh, hold on, Mike. D- did ahead. you hear me point? Did you hear me point out what he did in eighty-four games in twenty nineteen? Okay. Nineteen homers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, prorate an eighty-four game schedule for Keston here. Prorate that out. It's near forty bombs in a season and a hundred RBIs. That's 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 pretty good. I mean, that is really, really, really good. Okay, last year led the team in homers 13. Nobody hit for average for this team last year, so that's a one-off. What would you do with them? Well, well one last comment. You know uh, Bo Ryan, if one of his players screwed up, he'd bring him out and he'd have a teaching moment. Bill Schrader said that double play where he threw right at the base runner. Mm-hmm. Do you think they say something to him? These coaches? It's a great these question. These guys' egos Mike. are huge. That's uh, a uh, teaching moment. It's, you know, it's a great you gotta question. you got to shuffle your feet yep. and get that ball there. 
I'll let yep. you go. I'm just all right, Mike. Thank, up. thank you. No, 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 no. Good point. I've wondered that a lot, and it's almost like when someone misses the signs. You know, I don't have that part of of uh, baseball. Uh, those of you that have listened to me for a long, long time, that part of it, I don't have a lot of patience for, and that is making it clear the situation for Major League Baseball players. When it happens, you know, Daniel Robertson the other day on on uh, playing second base. Infield, let's get the sure out. No chances here. Now, again, what I'm uh, what I'm told when that would be my philosophy is they're not little leaguers, Tim. Obviously, I, I'm well aware of that. But I won't have a regret if I'm going to remind a base runner how many outs there are. I, I won't have a regret if something goes south and my base runner forgets that was there was only one out, not two outs. You don't go on contact here. You let the ball get through. Hey, baby, make sure the ball gets through before you move. Is there anything wrong with that? And, Mike, as you said, a teaching moment, I would be all over them, not in a bad way, in a good way, in a really positive, constructive way that would help them for the next time. Keston, don't forget, man, you got to clear a path to the second baseman. Do a sidestep. Make sure you got a lane to throw. What's wrong with that? See, again, Mike, I'm with you, Mike, but I don't think so. To answer your question, I don't think it's necessarily all of that with all organizations. I don't. Now, I'm not saying it is or it isn't here in Milwaukee because I don't know. There's no microphones allowed uh, in a dugout as uh, per Major League Baseball rules. So you don't hear that stuff. We, We will never be able to hear that stuff. Man, if it were my run team, everybody get, would get reminders all the time. I wouldn't leave my season on the line to someone that's going to have a mental issue. Nope, not happening. Physically, I get it. You know, I, I can get that. That You know, you make mistakes physically. All right, let's get in uh, Brian here. Brian at 414-799-1250. Brian, you went to St. Louis for this game. Is that right? Yes, we did. We've been at the opener, and we went to the game today. And I'll tell you, it's it's been a heck of a heck of a trip over here. But I uh, awesome. love listening to you, Tim. You're a you're a great guy to listen. I wish we get some pregame coming from you because I'll tell you, your your over your insight is, is is awesome to listen to. Thank uh, you. Thanks a lot, man. But getting back to Keston here, uh, you know, and I, I I understand the last caller. You know, I I get that. You know, he likes Volkabach, and so do I. But this franchise is going to go a lot further, I think, with with Kesta in that position at first for at least mm-hmm. for the for the next number of years. And if it doesn't work out after us, you know, pulling our hair out like we almost did today, I understand that. But he's seven games in. Uh, I, I said a few naughty words myself today when he went under his glove. But I got to tell you, you know, I think we need to, like you said earlier, I think we need to just take a little deep, little bit of a deep breath here and just uh, hold on to the kid a little bit and take him under a wing a little bit. Yeah, and I think, Brian, uh, you know, it sounds like you know the numbers. You know what he did in 2019 in the 84 games. You know 
you know, what he did last year. You know what he did in college. Guys, in college, I, you know, again, it's college. But he hit 442 for a season in college. That's, that's not easy to do. He is a pure hitter. He is. Guys, that's fact, and he will hit. Now, the problem is, will he get a bump in the road here? Because a lot of young players do, Brian, and obviously a handful of options here. And I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form to send him down. But do you ever see that happening with him in the, in the short term? No, in fact, in fact, I think moving him to second base, like maybe Counts was talking about doing in this in this ten days when Kesson's off, I think would be a mistake. I think we need to leave him at first base. Let him. The more we can do, the more things we throw at him right now is the worst that we could do. Just leave him at first base. Let let the Robertson and, and the Jace Petersons of the world, I guess, for the next ten days, and we'll have to bite the bullet with them out there. But but let's let's just leave Kesson, learn the position, and we're seven games in, guys. We're seven games in. If we're 60, 70, 80 games into the season and we're having the same blunders, yeah. you know, maybe then I think maybe then days off and, you know, and whatnot. But I think we just got to take a deep breath here and trust the kid and let him, let him know we're behind him. He seems like he's got a ton of confidence. Let's just, let's just, let's just hang with him. Let's just hang with yeah, him. Yeah, Brian, thanks a lot for the insight. I appreciate it. We'll, t- we'll talk again. Um, I don't know if you guys heard him the other day. And I'll just tell you my experiences in listening to Keston Hira on various different platforms. You know, whether it's TV, whether it's radio interviews, what, whatever it is. And then my, my personal uh, uh, many conversations with Keston Hira personally. I have never heard him as confident and as sharp as he sounded on Thursday. I'm just telling you my observation. So you, I was nervous about it. Because of my prior conversations with him, was I won't say a deer in headlights, Keston Hira conversation. I've interviewed hundreds, if not thousands, of baseball players, or just interviews in general. Um, but he didn't sound like that in any of them. And he sounded great. So whatever they're doing with the conversations, to go back to callers, whatever they're doing with their conversations with Keston Hira, to me it sounded like his frame of mind is as good as I've ever heard it. Just saying. I I don't know if that's going to make a difference in him (laughs) fielding a ground ball or not. I would tend to think that it would translate well at some point, having that confidence Having that, uh, you know, real positive sharpness to him, it was almost like a super. Sh- part of that may have just been natural m- maturity too. You got to remember, I started interviewing him when he was, you know, what, twenty-two years old, twenty-one. So part of it is you, you kind of, you know, cross over a little bit into manhood at at some point. But he sounded great, and I agree with you, Brian. Um, Whatever patience you have, it should be some with Keston here. Those of you that think that, you know, a, a humbling uh, trip to uh, the alternate training site and or the minor leagues with, with, you know, with a utilization of an option, I get it. Um, you'll have to talk to me about that because I wouldn't agree with it. 
I'm with Brian. I th- these growing pains, they're tough, and they hurt. And it almost hurt him today. This was a three-zip game that was headed to be a walk-away game. And then it was immediately on one play with two outs. I mean, you're, you're looking at, you know, fielding a ground ball, you're out of the inning. Instead, it's a 3-2 ball game. Yeah, we're going to have to hang in there with Keston here. Uh, uh, we're going to hear uh, from manager Craig Council shortly here. Stick around if you guys want to join us. 414-799-1250. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. It's on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. Who stood out in tonight's game for the crew? Who didn't have such a great night? Let's find out the answers as we go inside the box. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Welcome back. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove as the Brewers get a 9-5 victory today. You would have thought there weren't any tense moments in a sort of a 9-5. There's a little gap there, but you had Josh Hader up late. You had Josh Lindblom on the mound throwing. Uh, well, he started today, but only his start started in the eighth inning through about a, a, what a starter would do, uh, 60 60-plus pitches for Lynn Bloom. Uh, but Adrian Hauser continues. And I, I was about to say solid starting rotation run that these guys are on. That might be an understatement, guys. Heading into today's game, Brewers starters thus far this season, 235 ERA. And now you have Hauser going five-plus innings of work. No blemishes on the earned runs because it, it was an unearned run given up. These guys have been outstanding. And I thought the offense would be a strength here. And today it was, for sure. In fact, uh, Avi Garcia, not a career day, believe it or not, but he was two for four, a couple of runs scored. Uh, also had a walk and five RBIs in this baseball game. Um. You know, I thought the offense would do a little bit better, but but it looks like the starting rotation clearly a strength. Now, the the bump in the road here has, has, uh, has been Brett Anderson and his start. And his start was cruising along just dandy uh, earlier in the week, and, and it was, uh, what, nine up, nine down in Chicago, and then, then he got beat on for three or four homers. Well, so did Scherzer the other day. Just saying. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying. You can have an outing like that. I think Scherzer gave up, what, three homers in the same inning for like the second time in his career? Almost never done. So you have to think of it that way. Also, early on in the season here, games like this, games in Chicago earlier in the week, will turn out to be a, uh, a, a have a huge impact on this season moving forward. These are head-to-head games in the Central. Looks like the Central is going to be a dogfight. Looks like the Cincinnati Reds are going to be a little bit better than people thought. Someone needs to slow their roll. But so you've got a four-team race here in the Central, and if you can get a win in the Central, it's a lot. I don't care if it's in April or August. 
it, uh, it, it goes a long way. In fact, the NL Central, um, let's just grab this uh, real quick. Brewers offense, by the way, uh, heading into this game, just to be fair, last amongst the uh, 30 teams of the 510 OPS. Tenth in the National League coming into today, which is 20 runs scored. So, I mean, they've got some work to do, and this helps. Now 29 runs scored through the eight games at a 4-4 four and four mark. Uh, let's see here. The power rankings came out for baseball. So I wanted to read this. I, I wanted to catch the, uh, the teams in the uh, NL Central. Where do you think they have the Brewers ranked in, in all of baseball? And I like these things. It's, it's sort of objective kind of look uh, from a national perspective on, on what they think of, of your team here. They have the Brewers at number 16. They dropped from 13 from the start of the season. It says Milwaukee has plenty of pitching, but an up-and-down offense as well. Having said that, Devin Williams uh, has a surprisingly rough start to the season, and the Brewers will need him and every good arm they can find because their team OPS is at the bottom of the majors so far. In the Central, the Cardinals, they're ranked 14th. And again, the Brewers 16th. They say about the Cardinals, they've not done anything to distinguish themselves in the early going. They've been average at the plate and average on the mound. But there are some individual signs that bode well. Dylan Carlson has displayed some early power. He's a guy that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn to hate really quick. He doesn't get cheated on a swing, guys. <laughs> he's, he's today's kind of baseball player. Just swing as hard as you can. This is like us on the golf course, I think. Uh, newcomer Ar- uh, Arenado, eight hits in his first 20 at-bats. Uh, both of these players could benefit by a fast start, you think as each of them uh, tries to establish their identity. Uh, getting Carlos Martinez going would be huge for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, now they have the Cubs at uh, number 14 in there as well. Cubs can pitch, but the offense is spotty, they say. Once again, the newcomers have been impressive on the mound with Jake Arrieta, uh, Zach Davies, and Trevor Williams getting wins. One major bright spot, closer Craig Kimbrell, who has been a fant- uh, has been fantastic so far. They've got the Reds at 19th ranked team. Reds might be the biggest early surprise in all of baseball. They looked awful in spring training, but their offense has come alive this month. It's a year later than many had predicted, um, and it should pay off for Nick Castellano, Naiklin, um They've they've hit four home runs already, equaling I should say Naquin hit four uh, home runs that equals his total for all of last year. The Reds might not have staying power on the mound, but right now they are the cream of the NL Central. Just so you know, I might as well just throw in the Pittsburgh Pirates here. They've got them ranked as thirty of thirty with Key Brian Hayes in the lineup. Pittsburgh could show spoiler at times, but after he went down with a hand injury. The Pirates could be much worse. On the mound, only two teams had a higher ERA through their first five games of the season. The rebuild is going to take some time, is what they say about the Pittsburgh Pirates, and that's sort of a, 
uh, National League Central kind of update here when you compare it to, you know, what these uh, what these teams were projected for coming in. Yeah, Pittsburgh like, was ranked way too high in that. 30 who, of 30, last place, Pittsburgh, way too high. <laughs> yeah, way Cubs, too high. way too high. They can hit. I could see St. Or I, I'm sorry, I could see Cincinnati uh, surprising yep. and have a little bit better of a season, uh, you know, than than they were expected. But um, you know, <laughs> the Pirates and the Cubs, I think, are just going to fade, fade, fade fast. Yeah. Well, let's let's find out. I thought the Reds were were going to be much better last year, so I was pretty high on the Reds just based on who they had. And take a look at the names they have. Take a look at the additions, and it just for whatever reason, didn't work out. Well, as as this piece just said, um, and that was uh, all according to ESPN's power rankings. Um, you know they they're hitting, and that's what I thought they would do last year. So they might be this surprise team, not only in the Central, but in baseball. They just might be. It just may have come just a a year later. Now, does the pitching hold up? Without a Trevor Bauer, we're going to have to wait and see on that. But uh, they look good so far early. Yeah, uh, 414-799-1250. Let's get into uh, some of the uh, post-game sound here, if you will. Craig Council, want to hear from him. Adrian Hauser today continues the string of nice starts for the Brewers thus far through the eight games that they've been playing. Um Wow, just 235 uh, ERA. I haven't seen the updated starters ERA yet, but they came in at 235, five additional innings. They're somewhere around two, maybe a tick below, somewhere in there. Uh, Adrian Hauser, five-plus innings of work today as uh, he allows just the one unearned run. It was a little wild there with a handful of walks, but um, yeah, we'll hear from Adrian Hauser as well. As uh, we move along here, it's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway, Union Grove, as the Brewers get a 9-5 victory on 1250 AM The Fan and Odyssey Station. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, I think more than just a feel-good victory, a 9-5 win in game two of this three-game weekend set uh, over the St. Louis Cardinals, and the offense breaks out Avi Garcia. Uh, finally, we're starting to see what he can bring to the table. We just didn't see that last year, guys. Now, for whatever reason, and, and that's been well-documented and, and well-discussed in terms of the pandemic and all that stuff, but uh, the 60 games and you, you had uh, interrupted spring training and then you fired things back up in July, and you know, that uh, obviously affected a lot of hitting uh, in Major League Baseball last year. But we're seeing Avi Garcia do his thing, and then this is a little bit more uh, of – what he is now he obviously isn't going to do that every night and every game but uh this staggered effect of okay today it's Keston here and Avi Garcia well uh you know tomorrow it, it could be Christian Yelich and you know Lorenzo Kane. so that's that's kind of what you want a little bit stagger it up uh when you all get hot at the same time you know what happens 
Uh, it's inevitable that, you know, you're all going to cool down at some point too. So that's when, you know, the volatility of offense comes into play. But make no mistake, the offense needs to play a little bit better. Now, granted, eight games, but it's nice to see Avi Garcia. And it's nice to see Omar Narvaez, two guys that I was high on last year, just didn't perform to the, to the back of their baseball card. And now we're seeing both of these guys kind of just, especially Narvaez. But Garcia, maybe this will get him on a little bit of a run. And next in line is this uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. fella. <laughs> that needs to get going. I mean, he started out his season one for 20. And no one's talking about it. Additionally, not to be super negative, but Christian Yelich, where's your power, man? Where's your power, buddy? Now, I, I, I like three hit games, all singles and a walk. I like that. Two for four with a walk. I, I do. But game-changing power is what Christian Yelich has. And I don't have too much to complain about Christian Yelich except Let's see a big bomb one one of these days. That'd be nice. But the Brewers, they break out for nine runs against the St. Louis Cardinals. Let's get the scoop from manager Craig Council. Craig, uh, he had an absolutely huge day for you today. And really the double ended up being bigger than the because it got a big inning started right after they closed the one run on you. Uh, I'm sorry, say I didn't hear the first the name. I'm sorry, I was just saying what a big day Avi had. And- yeah. Yeah, how that double might have even been bigger than the homer because it got a really big inning going right after they had cut it to one run. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Avi's been swinging the bat pretty well so far. He hasn't gotten results yet. He's um, hit, hit a couple, hit a bunch of balls really hard. I've thought so, but it's you know those just a day to break through like that um, at the start of the year is, is is great for your confidence and feel like you help help the team win. And so he definitely did that today and. You're right. The double starting off that next inning was uh, was a big was a big deal. Craig, we've talked so much about Travis's bat, even in his first stint with the Brewers, but he's really a, a pretty solid third baseman, isn't he? He had a nice day today, that's for sure. I mean, the, the you know just kind of play after play had a big double play um, to his backhand, and the play in the holes was a big play as well. That I thought he showed some really nice range on. So. Um, and then what we know, just a, the, the, such a good thrower. I mean, the throws are always um, just on the money there. He's a very accurate thrower. It's just kind of an underrated part of third base, I always think. So he played a really nice third base today. I mean, that's, that's, that's as much as you can ask for. And he's, he's doing a job at the bat. I mean, he's, he's hitting in the middle of the lineup um, and, and making some right-handers pay. Craig Keston had hit into a bunch of hard outs too in the last couple of games, especially today. And then after making that, you know, that tough error, he hits the three run homer. That was quite a bounce back for him. Yeah, I mean, I think like first of all, we swung the bats really good today. Just before we even put runs on the board, it was it kind of would be a little frustrating almost um, the way we swung the bats even before the the run. But for Keston, I mean. Look, it's always when when you make a mistake defensively and it uh, costs you runs. I think it's 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 huge to put it back on the board for your team, and um, you know it's the kind of thing that makes you get through the day and makes you get through the night a little bit for any player. So, 
that was a big one for sure for Keston and um, just getting some results for him was big. Um, he swung the bat really well today. Um, had, a, had a bunch of good at bats, hit a bunch of balls hard. So it's great to see that. He's he's a, just a critical player for us to, to be a good offensive team. So it's, so it's great to see it. How did you think uh, Adrian threw the ball today, especially working out of that bases loaded inning? Yeah, I thought Adrian was really good today. I mean, I thought the sinker was was uh, excellent. I thought some of the swings on the sinker, you know, kind of show you that it was working very well. Um, and then I also thought it was a day where he just he, he navigated through the lineup a little bit. You know, he kind of picked his spots a little bit and then pitched smart through their lineup, um, which is which is something we expect of these guys now. They've been they've been around for a little while and understand the lineups and, and how to navigate through them. And that's part of being a starting pitcher is navigating through a lineup. So he, he did a nice job of that today as well. Um, you know, it's, it's two good ones in a row for him. He's really good. Craig, going back to Avi real quick, um, I, you're still doing the, the rotation and center and right. So obviously he's not playing every day, uh, but to see him step up on the days that he finally, you know, that it, 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 that it is his turn. What's that like to see as a manager? Yeah, look, I mean, we got, you know, the way we're starting out, we're just, we're, we're rotating those three guys essentially. And, um, and then I think that's important to do to get them all involved because they're all going to be incredibly important for us. And they've, you know, I think Avi's had a big day. Lowe's had a huge day. So it's, it's, I, I thought Jackie swung the bat well today. So that's going to be part of it, but it's, as you start a season, no matter who you are, really, you want to be, you want to contribute to wins. You know, I think that's, that's the big thing. And that, 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 you know, going home from the park after day, contributing to wins, a great feeling. And it's important to have sometimes. And, and so it's, it's, it's a good day for Avi in that sense. Hey, Craig, why, why is a ball off the top of the wall and over a home run, but a ball off the middle of the wall and over a double? Is that just the ground rule? Yeah, it's a ground rule. I brought the ground rules here because I knew you guys would ask. So we got a big, big sheet here and the ground rules. Can you see them? There we go. Big, big sheet. So it's, it, you know, it's, uh, you know, I don't know how, first of all, I don't know how the ball went over the wall. That That's probably first. Um, but generally when the ground rules and the meetings, we'll talk about a ball, um, you know, a low wall um, going over a high wall is, or wait, am I getting it vice versa? If it, low ball, low wall going over high wall is, is not a home run. In this case, it's the, it feels like the same wall, but um, essentially if it, it says any, any batted ball in fair territory that strikes the facing of a lower wall and then bounds over a higher wall is considered a dead ball. So that's, that's the rule. Um, the umpires are very sure of it. Um, and we asked for the review in New York and for them to check the ground rules on it. So they did all that. Um, I don't think I've ever, I've never seen it. I'm not sure we'll ever see it again. <laughs> Pretty sure we won't ever see it again. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not, I've never heard it explained in the same wall, you know, in the same wall, um, same height wall, but um, they were there adamant that that's the rule to defy physics i'm no professor but it seemed to defy physics um, i would agree i would agree with you i don't i don't understand how it is possible for that to happen 
you know, something else you never see ever is the runner on third be called in rule in fair territory on a ball. And that was big for you. Although Travis did get the carom and threw him out, but still. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, we just didn't have to make any more pitches and we're out of the inning. Uh, that, that, that's, you know, that's the thing. So, yeah, that I don't. You know, I don't know if we caught a break there or not. I have no idea, but it, it was a strange play. You don't you don't see it happen at third base very often. Um, you know, we, we we didn't catch some breaks offensively. We caught a break there, no question. Okay, there he is, Craig Council after the Brewers nine five victory. A couple of things here. Uh, first, we'll start on the Robertson home run or not home run. It, it's and that baseball was magic. I, I think that's what it was. It was just magic. Someone, someone willed that ball to go over that wall. Might have been Daniel Robertson himself. He might have just just wished it to happen. He wished it so hard it just defied physics and got over the wall. In all seriousness, d- does it not make sense that it hit a little bracket or it hit a a, a bolt or something that just kind of change the trajectory of it i mean is is that possible how did that occur jeff how did how did that actually occur well it, it hit some kind of weird and indentation and i know that the uh the umps were talking about it for a long long time you know council <laughs> said that uh you know the the crew chief was was really sure about the call that he made i i was sitting there i thought it was a homer for sure and when they came back and called it a double you know, it's just one of those things, you know, you, like we say it every year, you know, you, you see something you've never seen before in baseball, yeah. and this goes in that category for sure. Yeah, it certainly does. As uh, uh, Daniel Robertson, uh, the baseball gods, I think, owe him one. So be on the lookout for that. Also, uh, in uh, Craig Council's uh, briefing there uh, post game, he mentioned Travis Shaw. And and he was uh, very complimentary. Obviously, Travis is is really fitting in nice again. But he 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 mentioned he's doing a nice job against right-handers. This is an indication, folks. And they've been facing. I think all of these have they faced a starter that's been a lefty yet? I don't think so. Get ready. And Travis uh, is well aware of this that there's going to be some platoon action there once a lefty gets in there. I mean, that's what uh, got Travis Shaw a little a little salty in uh, Boston when he had to platoon prior to coming here. And it's tough to hit lefties when you're a left-handed hitter when you don't face left-handed pitching. Just keep that in mind. And then finally, one thing that raised my eyebrows a little bit, and I absolutely believe this. Council quote on, uh, on Keston Hira. Quote, He's critical to us to be a good offensive team. End quote. If this team is going to be above average offensively, Keston Hira has to be a part of that. So those of you losing a little patience in, in Keston, keep that in mind because that is fact. In order for this team to achieve above average offense, Keston Hira has got to hit the baseball. and He's got to be in there to do that. And I, I'm with you 100% on that counts. Uh, Adrian Hauser on deck. Uh, he will uh, we'll hear from him in just a couple of minutes. Also, Avi Garcia knocks in five today, a two-run double. 
He walked with the bases loaded to drive in a run, a two-run home run. We're going to hear from uh, Avi Garcia as well. Uh, we'll have a couple of minutes if you want to join us here, 414-799-1250. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. You know, this victory sets up a huge matchup. We'll get you a preview of that coming up in just a couple of minutes here. But a 9-5 victory today evens up the series and a uh, much more than a feel-good victory, I think, for the Brewers on a couple of different platforms here, if you will. One would be it's a nationally central rival game, and, and we'll take that. Anytime St. Louis can lose and the Brewers can win, that's a good day. And they, they achieved that. Um, the other, on the other hand, uh, it's another feel-good or good win because uh, the offense breaks out. Nine runs put on the board. Keston Hira breaks out. Avi Garcia breaks out. Narvaez keeps keeping on with a multi-hit game. I mean, these, there's a lot of good going on here, at least leaning good offensively. And Jackie Bradley Jr. has got to get it together a little bit, and uh, we've, we've basically made it through the entire show with without talking about Luis Urias, which coming soon to a radio show near you, we will have that conversation. I don't think there's as much press, uh, pressure on Urias compared to Keston Hira because, as you heard Craig Council say, it's critical to be a good offensive team that Keston hits. Okay, fair enough. You give him longest leash you can possibly give him. Urias, on the other hand, let's give that a thought for the uh, up- upcoming shows here. Need to get a little better window of time here for Urias before we really address that, and it's um, it's married to the Orlando Arcia trade, obviously. All right, let's go inside the clubhouse with window select, and uh, we start out with the starter now, Adrian Hauser, through his couple of starts here, a 1.8 ERA. Starters rolling. Here's Adrian after the Brewers win. Adrian, for you to get out of that bases loaded jam with the strikeout to Dijon, just like how big of a test was that for you and, and to pitch into the next inning as well? Yeah, you know, I think that was a big part of the game. You know, they were putting some pressure on there, got a couple hits. And uh, when uh, Hookie came out and talked to us, we were, we were confident in knowing that we could get Dijon behind Arenado, so we weren't wanting to give him anything uh, he could drive and get some runs in there. So played a little safe there, and we were confident in the, the next at-bat, you know, had to make the pitches and we made the pitches and got out of it. Hey Adrian, in that at that, what made the sinker so effective against them? You think, and I think like the, you, you could have, or you may have taken a few miles per hour off that sinker the last one that you threw to him. Um, how much was that done purposely? And if so, why? Uh, no, not purposely taking, taking it off there, but you know, just really trying to stay through the ball and drive it down in there and try to almost back foot him with it and just keep it, you know, down on the ground and if you put it put it in play make it a ground ball that way we can make a play on it and stuff so you know just really trying to drive through the baseball and keep it down is pretty much the goal there 
Hey, Adrian, as a ground ball pitcher, you really depend on your infielders. What about that day Travis Shaw had a third? Yeah, you know, he was he was great over there for us today. You know, he was making some plays, making making them when we needed them too. So, you know, great to have him over there and making those plays like he was, you know, looking like a gold glover over there for, for me today. So, you know, I really appreciate that. Adrian, where, where'd you get those cleats? Uh, I customized them from Nike. <laughs> I thought maybe he might have stole them out of Wong's locker once he went on the IL. He's been wearing gold shoes too, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's got some bright yellow ones too, you know. So I mean, if it brings us some good luck, I might have to do that. Hey Adrian, we, we talked to you recently about the bar being set by Corbin and Woody and, and all those guys. But you you gave up no earned runs today too in five innings. Do you feel like you're kind of keeping getting the baton and keeping this thing going yeah you know i think like i said the other day i think it's you know one after the another we're trying to set the tone for the, that game and the, you know the next pitcher and then you know just stepping in right right behind them and trying to set the tone for the game and you know letting our bats get hot and let them let them get going and score some runs early and i think we've been able to do that here early and i think we'll be able to you know just keep on that and keep with that keep building off each other's outings and you know, building off each other, keep picking each other's head and stuff like that. So, you know, I think we got a good group right here and good, uh, got a good go start off here. Adrian, uh, you know, the offense has been slumping a little bit lately, um, but obviously today, you know, nine runs in support uh, to, to get the win. Uh, what was it like just to see the the offense break out and, you know, all through the lineup, guys getting hits uh, and, and in big situations? Man, it was it was great to see, you know, you, we saw it all spring training, you know, the guys were swinging the bats in spring training. So, you know, getting through this first week of the season and then to come out today and swing it like they did, you know, that's it's great to see, you know, hopefully it's a, a sign of better things to come for them and, you know, for them to stay hot and keep swinging the bats like they are and putting them good ABs. Adrian, you got a hit and got robbed of another hitter. Uh, pitchers usually like talking about their offense. What do you got to say? Uh, you know, just trying to look for a good pitch to hit and, you know, luckily was able to get one the first A-B and, you know, thought I may have snuck out another one on the first pitch of the second at bat. So made a good play. I kind of joked with Wong and saying if he was over there, it probably would have been a hit. But yeah, there he is, Adrian Hauser after the Brewers victory 9-5 final. And again, uh, you just can't say enough about the Brewers starting rotation thus far through the eight games. You just there's nothing more that I can say. Come on, outside of come on, offense, do your job. And I know there's some tough customers you've been facing. You know, uh, certainly uh, Chicago and and Minnesota, and you know Carlos Martinez isn't what he used to be, uh, but and Wainwright isn't what he used to be. But you know, you're one and one against those two individuals. We'll see what happens uh, tomorrow. Avi Garcia, he uh, held up his end of the bargain here. Uh, knocking in five runs, a two-run double, two-run homer. He drew a walk with the bases loaded, scored a couple of runs, and uh, had a nice day. Let's go back into that clubhouse and hear from the Brewers' right fielder. Hey, Avi, uh, tell us how that felt today to break loose. You guys have been waiting to break loose, and you kind of got it going with that home run. I mean, you know, uh, feels great. Feels great um, to, to, contribu to contribute to – for the team, you know, and and it's a big uh, it's big for us. I mean, we we're here to try to win uh, every single game, and 
and that's what we're here for and, and it feels great man hey obviously it seemed like on that um at bat for the home run it seemed like you got a little bit frustrated with the ground out i know that you're not a fan of that when that happens to you the ground outs to the left side of the infield make any change or anything like that before that before that home run at bat uh i mean i was i was um swing too hard you know and when that happens my body goes like you know it's too much too much swing so my head can stay in the in the in the song so i i just i just tell to my uh, to myself i just um just see it and hit it i mean you're strong you just you just have to touch it you know and that's that's the adjustment that i make and 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 i knew that i knew they, they're coming inside because first pitch was um in, uh, opening and then i was looking for it you know i was looking for inside if you throw me a slider i'm gonna i'm gonna take it but i just you know relax and and trying to do my best to contribute for my team Avi, that double was a big hit too because they had closed it too. It had become a one-run game, and then you guys broke it open again. That was a huge inning for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I say, just trying to be focused every single bat, trying to do my best and 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 contribute. I think that's that's what we're here for, man. Uh, we've been working so hard as before spring training, spring training now during the season to to you know, to have a successful year and, you know, a lot of things we can control, but I think I can control my focus and my energy and, and, and every other that I got and, and trying to do my best. Avi, uh, you know, you're splitting two outfield positions between three guys right now. Does that change uh, what you do or how you approach the game when you, when it is your turn to be in the lineup? I mean, it doesn't change anything because uh, we're here to win games. And I know what what can I do for my team, and and I, I just have to be ready. I know I know I'm gonna play. I know all the guys are gonna play. So when it's my chance, I'm gonna do my hundred percent and and play hard every single game. I can't hear him. You're muted, Tom. Got it. Sorry about that, Avi Keston had hit into so many hard outs. You must have been happy to see him finally knock that one over the fence and get rewarded for hitting the ball hard. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, it's hard because I've been hitting the ball hard too. And it's sometimes frustration, but like I said, we can't, uh, we can't control that, you know, it's the game. Baseball is like that. You just gotta keep working and don't lose your, don't, don't lose your, like your energy, your focus, you know, don't be frustrated because this is a hard game and, and we can control, like I said, we can control our focus, our energy and what you put in every every single at-bat. So you, you, you don't have to give up any at-bat. So if you hit it hard out, you got to go for the next one because that's not going to change. So I'm happy for him. Anybody else for Avi? Yeah, Avi, just, just one more. Um, Lorenzo the other day told us about Andy Haynes and how he he was just voiced some strong support for him. And I know that you've had a bunch of different hitting instructors and coaches over the last years of your career. I mean, with three or four different, four or five actually different teams that you played for. What makes Andy stand out? Like, what what's he good at? What makes him a good hitting instructor? I mean, um, he's good. Um, he gives you a lot of information, like 
you know, he's, he's different with like everybody and that's important because for like for myself, I don't like like too much for me, you know, I, I, got, I, I just wanna know little things, but he always support us. He always got uh, our back and that's important because, you know, he, he's not going to you and put the finger on you. Oh, that's, no, 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 he's, he's a great guy. And he's here for us, so that's that's a big thing for us. So that's 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 what that's that's what the player want, you know. A, a guy like uh, like Andy, like the coaches, that they're here for you to help you to get better and to and contribute for the team. I think that's a that's great for us. I'm I'm happy that we got Andy here with us. Yeah, more accolades for the Brewers hitting coach, Andy Haynes. You heard Lorenzo Cain uh, talk about that a few days ago. And, you know, a lot has been uh, discussed about hitting coaches and you know, what really do they do, and, and they do a lot. And, and I think uh, Avi Garcia right there, I think he put it right. It's different for each player. I mean, imagine, you know, what you guys want at work. Do you want to get inundated? Are you an information kind of sponge? Do you want to know just everything? Give me every angle of every bit of my industry. Or do you want just the basics? Give, give me a foundation. Give me the basics and let me see what I need more of. But you give me the basics. And, and I think that's a, a pretty good compliment for, for Andy Haynes. Um, Pipe Bomb, what do you want at work in your industry? <laughs> <laughs> well i definitely w i want a uh, producer friendly uh person who uh likes giving uh massive pay raises sure you sure. know that, that makes that makes total sense yes uh indeed all right uh brewers go back at it tomorrow uh we'll check the matchup for you and uh they get a you know i, I want to say huge win ah what the heck it's a huge win uh, Brewers even up their season record four and four, lose two of three against the Minnesota Twins to open up the 2021 championship season, win two of three against the Chicago Cubs. So you're like a horse apiece there. Now through the first two games of a three-game set, you're one apiece there. It's almost like it's almost like the early stages of the, of the season sort of is leaning toward a bigger game tomorrow. We'll talk about that next year. It's the Bella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the Great Lakes uh, Dragway, the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on 1250 AM, The Fan, an Odyssey station. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on The Fan. They're back at it tomorrow. The Brewers go after the win and the series with that victory. That'd be a that'd be a pretty big win, guys. As I just set the stage here, series tied at a game apiece, the rubber match tomorrow. But you've split essentially uh, the first two series, uh, Minnesota and and then Chicago, and then you've split the first two games here. It's almost like it's almost like the full season is riding on tomorrow's victory. Absolutely, I'm kidding. That is the are you kidding me moment. But uh, be it, it'd be a nice win to come on back with a 4-2 and two road trip into Chicago and St. Louis, guys. That would be huge. Think about that. A 4-2 and two trip, take that whether it's April or August or September. 
They would take that all day long. Well, uh, still some damage to be done here. You got to get through tomorrow. Uh, Ponce de Leon on the hill for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, Brett Anderson on the hill for the Brewers. And um, after the last pitch, you make the switch. We'll meet you right here at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. I will say this. Now, not to overlook tomorrow's game, but does it not line up for a three-game set against the Chicago Cubs at American Family Field starting Monday of Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, and Corbin Burns? Cubs got their hands full there. That's that's for sure. If Freddie is going to take that next step, which... You know, through one star, it looks like, uh, looks like he did. For Jeff Orlowski, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great Saturday night, and uh, I will talk to you tomorrow after the game. And uh, 9-5 victory today. We'll take that always as the Brewers even up their season record at 4-4. Four and, four. and remember, as always, smile Milwaukee. The world will smile back.